Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to this episode of That's What She Said. It is 2021. We have done it. You have survived. Um, A little battered, a little broken. (laughs) Who boy. (laughs) But we survived and I found that there were all sorts of things that I'm supposed to be doing at the beginning of the year. And what I really wanted was honestly just to talk to you and like, there's all sorts of marketing planning and strategy, blah, 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 blah. There's, there's lots of shit that I should be doing. And instead, at this very moment, I just want to talk about this thing. So um, the first thing is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention women quite a bit. And if you're a dude, it still applies. Um, I'm just going to use a specific lens that really applies to women. Not that you're not invited as a person who identifies as male. or It doesn't matter. Um, But this one in particular speaks to um, some issues that I see that are pretty common with like everyone that I talk to ever, um, very privately. Um, And so I just wanted to address them publicly in a way that's like, hey, this is in the air. I keep seeing this. I keep hearing this. And it's important that you don't make yourself wrong in this way, which is kind of all I have because... um, I've got the podcast, I've got, you know, the emails, the blog, the website, whatever, but like ultimately I'm a person sitting in a house in Ambler, Pennsylvania, and you're a person somewhere else, probably not Ambler, Pennsylvania, and that's how it's going to be for the next, I mean, I'm not on any sort of special list to get a uh, a vaccine, so probably for the next six to seven months, I'm just going to be a person sitting in a house in Ambler, Pennsylvania, and I'm going to talk to you. Um, And I hope it makes you feel better. And if it doesn't, then I'm just fucking failing because that's the goal. The goal is that you feel better at the end of this. So we're in class. I'm being as wildly vague as possible on purpose. Uh, So we're in class and this woman half mumbles, I think I have hysteria. And this human, who I know and love dearly, clearly believes that she's handling the pandemic far worse than anyone else on earth. And because she's handling everything so poorly, there must be something wrong with her. And when something is wrong in America, a diagnosis is in order, right? So I want to talk about all of that because my sense is that this is common among the people that I work with, that being a deeply feeling human is generally mocked, discouraged, or ignored. And by deeply feeling, I don't mean anything other than the fact that you are not completely and totally numb to the world. 
Um, being anything other than completely and totally numb to the world and to human suffering is generally mocked, discouraged, or ignored. Um, and so when we find relationships where we're allowed to be deeply feeling humans, those are miraculous in every way. Um, I hope to be a person for you that doesn't mock, discourage, or ignore you. I hope to be like, hey, deeply feeling humans, go team. So for the record, you do not have hysteria. And I want to address this particular thing very specifically because it lives in our bones. And then I'm going to open it up to everything else. So for hundreds of years, women have been diagnosed with hysteria. And that's for symptoms as wide ranging as, and motherfuckers, I researched this, as wide ranging as emotions, having emotions, seizures, fainting, living at the edge of town, refusing to marry, infertility, anxiety, pain, deafness, and the inability to speak. That's a short list. The list is much, 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 much longer. It's basically a catch-all. Historical women were, heavy air quotes here, treated with a wide range of techniques. Amulets, exorcisms, orgasms, torture, interrogations, and executions are the standouts over the centuries. Again, centuries. So if you identify as female in this lifetime, you carry this pathological heritage in your bones. It doesn't matter if you've been persecuted in this lifetime. There's a, there's a cultural heritage that comes with, with your vagina um, that is, hey, whenever you start to do things like have emotions, have, <laughs> have seizures, faint, live at the edge of town, refuse to marry, not have a baby, have some anxiety, have some pain... Um, something's gonna happen to you because for sure somebody somewhere in your lineage, something happened to them at some level way, way back. So we're actively cultivated as girls to be quiet, content, and small. The smaller the needs you have, the more likely adults are to like you. Take it from the quietest, silentest, shrinkingest girl child that ever walked the earth. Adults love that shit. If all you do is show up to mealtimes, clean your plate, shut the fuck up, smile casually, and then go back to reading your book, adults love you. You are the perfect child. But you are also, I learned much later, the quiet, content, small child. You are actively being cultivated to be that person. I was that person. I didn't fucking speak most of the time. I went to school where I read books because I was way too smart for all the classes that were going on. And I like, yeah, fractions, got it. Okay, I'm gonna go back to reading my book. I didn't say a goddamn word. Um, and everyone loves you the most if you don't say a goddamn word. So eventually... We little tiny female girl children, we enter adulthood afraid to be too loud, too needy, or too emotional. And needy can mean like, hey, can I have a glass of water, please? That's, that's needy because you have a need and you have to express it to someone that makes you needy. That's the line. That's what we're taught. At some level, your line might be a little different, but generally, don't be too loud, don't be too needy, and don't be too emotional. And too emotional is generally, if you have any emotions, that is too emotional. The only trouble is hysteria was a sham. 
from Wikipedia, quote, social deviances such as deciding not to wed are no longer considered symptoms of psychological disorders such as hysteria. During the 20th century, as psychiatry advanced in the West, anxiety and depression diagnoses began to replace hysteria diagnoses in Western countries. And that's just straight up from Wikipedia. That's the most basic. But I did want to quote it so that you know that I'm not like manipulating it in some way. So basically, hysteria was a bum diagnosis that helped to consolidate power into the hands of the patriarchy and silence the loudest women. And its popularity among doctors has decreased significantly since the mid-1900s. So hysteria itself, which lives in the bones, as we've covered, keeps you small, as we've covered, was a fucking sham that doesn't fucking exist. It was just made up to keep people small. So that's the first thing. If you think that you're too sensitive and that 2020 has been freaking you out too much, if your asshole brain has been telling you to stop crying and get your shit together, if your mental and emotional bandwidth are no longer what they were in the before, which is what I refer to as every moment until you, you, went, you personally went into some sort of lockdown state, um, you do not have hysteria. You are not broken. You are not feeling too much. You are not lost. You are not useless. You don't need to get your shit together. Heavy air quotes on get your shit together. I'm going to read that again. You do not have hysteria. It doesn't even fucking exist. You can't fucking have it. It's a goddamn sham. Okay? Just let it go. Breathe into that. Let that go. You are not broken. You are not feeling, heavy air quotes here, too much. You are not lost. You are not useless. You don't need to, again, heavy air quotes, get your shit together. That is asshole brain in just reacting to a horrific year in a way that blames you and shames you classic asshole brain like the whole fucking world falls apart you have to be locked in your home for months on end everything is dangerous everything is falling fascism is descending uh and the problem is you (laughs) you're the problem It's not that these things are objectively terrible. It's just that you should be better at handling objectively terrible things. That is classic asshole brain. It is perfectly reasonable to be upset by a global pandemic that upends the world economy and that has killed more than one in 1,000 Americans. That is over 365,000 deaths at the time of writing. We are hemorrhaging war-like numbers on the daily. Further, the, politiza- the politicization, the, politi- the political politicization, politicization, maybe that's the word, of wearing masks, and the debate about the existence of COVID-19 itself is deeply troubling. If you are living in America, you have witnessed an all-out assault on public safety practices and on science as a whole. So these feelings of objective reality, of like, cars get in accidents, so we wear seatbelts, that's public safety... That's completely fallen down in the time of COVID. You are surviving a slaughter of the American people led by its sitting president. Because remember, a nationwide mask mandate, and this is a real thing, would have gone a very different way in March 2020, would it not? It is normal to be freaked out by that reality. It is normal that if you are surviving a slaughter of the American people led by its sitting president, that you are freaked the fuck out. That is normal. That is not something that we just take in stride, la la la, this is fun. (laughs) It is normal to be freaked out. Further, 
It is normal to experience depression and or anxiety when your ability to truly interact with other humans has been ripped away. We have all experienced tremendous loss since the pandemic hit, and we've done it largely alone. We've had to do it largely alone. Where there would normally be gatherings and get-togethers, particularly to mourn and grieve, we have another day of pandemic to endure in relative isolation. We are, as Brene Brown says, hardwired for connection. Without connection, we experience real pain, not made up or imaginary pain, real pain. Recent studies of scientists have discovered that emotional pain and physical pain light up the brain in exactly the same ways. So if you're like, this is only emotional pain, there is no difference if it, in your brain. If we took a brain scan of your brain when you're crying about having lost someone who died of COVID, which almost everyone has, or you're crying because you stubbed your toe in some sort of really bad, painful way, your brain experiences pain. And the differentiation between like, this is emotional pain, so it doesn't count. No, no, it does not exist. You're not crazy because your brain isn't functioning like it did in 2019. You're not doing it wrong because you're asking questions like, what is a life? And why am I here? And what is my work? And honestly, how will I survive another year of this shit? Like, that's where we are. How will I survive another year of this shit? We've got vaccines. And you personally, if you're going to get a vaccine, I hope you are, there's a timeline on that. Right? And that's okay. We're going to have to survive some more stuff. You don't need to be treated for a nervous condition because your views of life, of society, of the human race, of politics, and of systemic oppression have shifted in the past year. I hope you saw new things. If you're disoriented and you don't know what's true, if you feel like you used to know things and now nothing is for certain, if you've never been this tired and you know there are many months to go, if the light at the end of the tunnel isn't nearly bright enough or close enough to matter at this moment, if your nervous system regularly shifts into freak out and panic mode, in my mind I picture like the Muppet's beaker just when he's freaking out. Just... <laughs> yes, of course, exactly, I'm with you. There's a really hard thing that's happening, which is that COVID-19 continues to mutate and circulate around the earth. And then there's beating yourself up for the ways you're failing to handle the objectively really hard thing that's happening. And those are generally not useful. It's okay to feel lots of things right now. It's also okay to be a little numb. Since the pandemic started, I've seen more of my own shadow and malice and hatred than I knew existed. I've gone to darker places than ever before. And of course, I've also been tempted to give up on everyone and everything in all of existence. Because baby, bathwater, just throw it all out. <laughs> that happens multiple times a day, but particularly when I check in on what the remaining Trump supporters are up to right now. If full and specific disclosure, i.e. vulnerability, helps, I've cried so hard I thought my organs were going to leak out my eyeballs. I've considered walking into the street and yelling, fuck! Like, I'm doing that quietly because I know my roommates are on a conference call. Um... Yelling fuck at the top of my lungs every single day. I've considered that just to break up the silence and make sure my voice still exists. 
I've been hideously mean and angry and stomped around demanding to be left alone, then been done with being alone a few minutes later, like petulant child. I have been moody. I have been frail. I have freaked out. I have given up on figuring anything out and smoked weed. So much weed. It probably saved me. Because my brain goes faster, 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 faster. And then like there's like smoke coming off of it. And it's not solving any problems or doing anything. It's just spinning. Weed helps with spinning. Uh, I've spent hours brainstorming ways to humiliate and shame Donald Trump for his crimes against humanity. Sometimes schadenfreude, sometimes legit, like, how could he go to prison? Tell me this. Tell me how. Those are all... lest you think I'm shaming myself, normal human emotional reactions to chaos, fear, uncertainty, grief, dread, ennui, isolation, and genocide. You do not have hysteria. You are a human being having profound reactions to circumstances that have shattered the way the world operates. We are all human beings having profound reactions to circumstances that have shattered the way the world operates. Where you can laugh, laugh. Where you need to grieve, grieve. But please don't box yourself into a tiny corner in which your only option is to smile silently and endure. You don't have hysteria. You're not broken. You're not crazy. And you're not alone. I love you. Keep going. That's the message for 2021. I love you. Keep going. A few things that might help you handle those big feelings if you have them. Um, The first one is the podcast, How to Breathe Through Panic with Josh Soler. He's going to walk you through really simple ways to root into your body when you're experiencing intense feelings of any kind. And before you're like, I know how to breathe. I know. I know. I know. And still, Josh is a master. He'll be helpful. It is worth your time. He's a Reiki master, a breathwork practitioner, and a musician. And you will see him if you ever attend a Together Breathwork class. Because I hire him to do Reiki uh, with me while I'm holding space for breathwork. So that's totally free. How to Breathe Through Panic. And you can find that at kristenkelp.com slash podcast. If you need a simple way to release unfelt emotions and to process all the yuck that lives within you, and I use yuck for like God only knows what's in there after 2020, uh, breathwork can help. That's a nonverbal way to just breathe, just a simple breathing pattern that you do lying down and it lets all sorts of stuff just come up and be released from your body. You can still sign up for monthly breathwork classes with um, my program called Together. It's $22 a month through August, and it includes a library of past classes, secret podcast episodes by yours truly, and live breathwork classes each month. So that way you can show up live, you can listen to the recordings, you can have a practice, you can have secret podcast episodes that I deem way too vulnerable to really be released to the general public. And that you can find at kristenkelp.com. Just click on breathwork in the menu. It'll take you to together. And I just wanted to, if you are freaking out, um, I wanted to talk to you about what other peeps had to say about breathwork in like the shortest way possible. Um, So this is a quote from Carrie Lee, quote, thank you for offering up breathwork. It's a tool I have loved having access to that has surely helped me beyond what I can consciously recognize. And I'm laughing even now at the fact that yes, somehow with a global pandemic and all the injustice happening in this country and the dissolution of my marriage, 
and the whiplash of my employment situation, somehow I have arrived at such a loved and loving place. My sincerest gratitude. Noel said, quote, I am a hard analyzer and often get analysis paralysis and perfectionism issues. Dissociating from my body is normal. Your class allowed me to get back into my body and out of my head. And that's very common for breathwork. If you have trouble staying in or being with your body, breathwork can help you make space for you to inhabit your body. And uh, one last one from Marissa. She said, the day I did my first breathwork session with you was the first day in my life I felt that I broke through to real, fresh, tangible air. Fuck yes. (laughs) So if you're like, yeah, but I want to try that shit out before I buy anything. I know. I know. I want you to go to breathehealrepeat.com, scroll down, grab the free class. It's simple, and you will feel lighter at the end of our time together, guaranteed. So I love you. Keep going. Three things to try. You can try Breathing Through Panic with Josh Schiller on the podcast, kristenkelf.com slash podcast. You can try Breathing for free, breathehealrepeat.com. That's a class called Lighter. It's just me and my voice and you breathing, the simplest that it can possibly be. And you can also try Breathwork in Community for 2021, and that's with Together, which is ongoing monthly getting together and making the magic happen. No matter what, I love you, keep going, and happy 2021. May you experience deep calm, endless gratitude, and uh, the ability to feel your feelings no matter how uncomfortable May you refuse to dissociate from your body, from this life, from this reality. May you find the strength to face it. And may you find the lightness, the joy, the ease, the fun, and the fucking miracle of being alive at some point every single day. Even if it's just for three minutes at a time. I'm with you and I will see you so soon. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The Antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine while quietly or not so quietly, scream sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.